On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Wednesday, March 2nd, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, Jimmy Murphy, uh, Andrew McGinnis will be along momentarily as well, ready to break down the Wednesday uh, NHL card. New intro video, uh, by the way, today, if you're watching uh, on uh, YouTube. Uh, looking forward to breaking down this Wednesday card. And uh, Alex, good to have you back. I mean, obviously, uh, you weren't on the uh, Tuesday show or the BetCast last night. Couldn't make it. Feeling a little under the weather, but it looks like you're doing better today. Uh, what did you think of uh, the hockey action we saw on a busy Tuesday night? Yeah, yeah, wasn't available to be on the show, so apologies for that. But uh, definitely was tuned into all the action last night. And uh, obviously, the big game I focused on was right down the street from me, Calgary and Minnesota. We always talk about, you know, teams – coming off of that you know tough road trip coming back home and it's just kind of fitting that Calgary Minnesota ended the wild road trip playing in Calgary Flames get get here and get the 5-1 win they had been here uh well over 24 hours in advance so they were fully rested and, and ready to kind of uh shake off a couple of the bad losses they had suffered uh going back so a big win for Calgary another tough loss for the wild uh team that really has to try to figure things out they've got you know, about 19 days before the trade deadline. I think they need to make some kind of move to shake things up because this is still a good hockey team, but they're just struggling at the wrong time. They need something to, to kind of turn things around. Uh, other other things, other uh, games of note from last night, looking at uh, Vegas getting a 3-1 win over San Jose's uh, Sharks team. We talked about it. They're going to just continue to slide down toward the bottom. Uh, their playoff race is pretty much all but over at this point. The team that I can see maybe selling some pieces off. Uh, like I said, we get to the deadline. Of course, Columbus finding another way to win again, a 4-3 win over New Jersey. Uh, it's the team right now that's, you know, clawing and, and stretching and trying to get into one of those wild card spots in the East. So got to look for them. Like I said, the key is can they stop, you know, a, a bunch of shots and, and then find ways to score. 4-3 still not exactly the, the kind of results you want to see from them. You want to see them trying to hold teams to maybe two or one gold every now and then uh, if they're going to try and make themselves a true playoff contender in the second half. Yeah, no question. Uh, New Jersey uh, is going to be able to score goals, which is why that team total, I think, continues to be worth a look for the uh, Devils last night. I split it half and half. Half of it won because I had half of it on over two and a half, half of it on over three and a half with New Jersey. But we also had the full game over, which was the best bet for me on Tuesday's show with the Devils and the Jackets. Uh, we saw Tampa Bay uh, erase a slow start. They were down 2 nothing. maybe a little Nashville hangover as Jimmy alluded to early in that game against Ottawa last night, but they got over it pretty quickly. Five unanswered goals. They end up beating the Ottawa Senators 5-2. Miko Koskinen has looked honestly like Bernie Perrant, Ken Dryden, Patrick Waugh, Marty Brodeur in his prime the last two games. I can't believe it. Miko Koskinen, again, stealing the show. Terrific. 39-save shutout over the Philadelphia Flyers. 3 nothing. 
following up what was a brilliant performance from him against Florida uh, on Saturday afternoon as well. So have the Oilers got Miko Koskinen? Have they found, has he found it? We'll see, but this is just two games. That's always what I have to caution everybody. This is just a two-game sample size. The one issue we've had with Koskinen, Smith, and any Edmonton goalie for it seems like the last decade uh, is consistency. And can he maintain this level of play or at least somewhat close to this level of play moving forward? That's going to be the big question. What a win for Detroit. Uh, Cashed the team total over two and a half with Detroit. I didn't necessarily expect them to win the game, but they won it. Came back from a 3-2 deficit in the third, tied it late, Dylan Larkin, and then Lucas Raymond in overtime, a 4-3 win for the Detroit Red Wings. Those giant killers, that's the one thing that I'm still proud of to this day because I said it. Alex said it and agreed with the sentiment. Detroit was going to be one of those teams that in big dog spots from time to time, they'd rise up and and pull off some big wins against better teams. And boy, they did that last night, 4-3 over Carolina. The woes continue for Minnesota. Uh, Our guy Terry Edelman pretty much checked out of the betcast the moment that game got away from the uh, Minnesota Wild last night. But uh, obviously, if you're a wild fan, including Terry, you're not feeling good about where this team's at at the moment. Uh, a 5-1 loss to Calgary. You know what was really bad? And when you know when a team is just not playing well, they're a little bit emotionally vulnerable right now. I saw a good Branson just pummel Kaprizov into the boards late in that game uh, against Minnesota last night, and nobody responded. Nobody did anything. You know, that's Kirill Kaprizov. That's Kirill the Thrill. That's your go-to guy. That's your stud. That's your star player. And nobody, no response, you know, to Good Brand. I know Good Branson's a tough guy that can handle himself and he's, you know, can drop the gloves and he's good at it. But someone's got to get in there and say, you can't do that to Kaprizov in a 4-1 game like that. And I didn't like that lack of And I know Dean Evason probably didn't like it. If Dean Evison's on the ice, he's going to go after Good Branson because that's the kind of player he was uh, back in the day. Uh, but that was disappointing to see that. Uh, Colorado, not easy. The Islanders pushed them, but they use a big third period as they usually do on home ice to get the 5-3 win. As Alex mentioned, Vegas won. And Anaheim with a big 4-3 win. Trevor Zegras with the game-winning goal. Jimmy said it on Twitter. Absolutely true. It's a great season. Great defenseman he is, Charlie McAvoy. But horrible penalty to take there in the final minute. Brutal. Uh, penalty in that time of the game to take that, uh, and it ends up costing the Bruins uh, in that one. Uh, Jimmy, uh, thoughts on what we saw uh, last night? Yeah, I mean, I'll start there, guys. And uh, yeah, thanks for the credit there. But you know, a lot of people coming back at me hard saying, "Well, how how do you dismiss what Craig Smith uh, did there?" Uh, you know, just well, that was bad too. Asked there for the, uh, the sure, I I agree. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I completely agree. But I'm just saying, I mean, maybe it's because. I just hold McAvoy now to such a high standard because I really do think that he's part of that next wave of elite defensemen in this league. And I just don't expect to see that from him. And, and, and like, I, I really, I pray, I respect him so much that I always believe he's not going to do that. And he's going to find another way to slow the guy down without taking that call. So that's where it came from there. But yeah. Hey, look, credit to Anaheim guys. You know, as you guys were just going over the games here, you mentioned in Detroit there, Anaheim, Winnipeg, we, we haven't even talked about that game. That was insane. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, like, I don't think we're at the point yet where we're starting to see all three of those teams completely fade out because just when they, we think that they're going to go down for the count and be out of the playoff race, they win. And they have some really dramatic wins, too. 
And I give a lot of credit to Anaheim because the Bruins came back in that game, but Anaheim saw that they were on tired, tired legs and they took advantage of kind of the mental brain farts on the Bruins part and buried it at the end there. So good on them. And like I said, the Winnipeg Montreal game was the other game I was really focused on. I was trying to keep up with everything, but man, that was a great game. I know it was a four goal game, but it really wasn't like that. It, it was, it was like a book. It had a lot of chapters, you know, and it was just back and forth excitement and one thing I want to say, it's not really betting related, but I don't know what you guys thought of it, but just a bad look for Mark Shifley after he fights wide in there. He's got about five inches on and a hundred pounds on and he's revving it up. Like he's some tough guy. Oh, revving the crowd up. I saw that. Like, let's go, let's go. Like, yeah. Pipe come on. down, pipe yeah. down, buddy. Settle down. All right. Let's see what happens when you have to fight somebody bigger and, and somebody that just absolutely demolishes you. I, I Now I'm starting to see why Jets fans don't like that guy. I, I didn't like that at all. Yeah, he's got yeah. Uh, a little bit of an attitude at times, Mark Shifley, just a little bit. We're starting to see that. Good player. I obviously had a, a terrific game last night, three points. Uh, definitely. you. That's kind of a miss by me. Uh, I actually did have Connor and Dubois over one and a half points, and both of those guys cashed in their yeah. over one yeah. and a half points last night. Uh, but I missed the boat on Shifley because I should have bet him, knowing he'd be, you know, facing Montreal and he'd be fired up for that one big time. You know, everything that's gone on, all the animosity, all the history yeah. going back to the playoffs. I figured he'd have a good offensive night, and he sure did uh, for the uh, Winnipeg Jets in that eight-four win. Crazy game because I had Montreal too on the money line and. We're on the bet cast, and we think there's no hope when they're down 4 nothing. I guess just not their night. And sure enough, they roar back for four straight, 4-4, four, four, get our hopes up again, and there goes Winnipeg in the third, basically pulling away uh, and getting the 8-4 uh, to four win. So roller coaster ride if you had Montreal. You thought you were out of it early. You thought you were back into it at 4-4, four, four, and then you're pulled right back out of it again with Winnipeg uh, winning 8-4. to four. And before we get to tonight's card for Wednesday, Let's give a shout out. He wasn't on the betcast. He wanted to make it, but couldn't. Chris Otto, 18 and one with his NHL wagers last night. Wow. 18 and one. He was a Vegas San Jose first period over away from being 19 and 0 last night. And of course, that one was one. Yeah, Yeah. amazing. Chris Otto, congratulations. Like I said in the betcast last night, I'll I'll reiterate it again because I thought it was funny. If you missed it on the betcast when he posted 18 and 1, it's like, you're a fucking idiot, Chris. That one game that San Jose Vegas. What a (laughs) shitty pick that was, man. Terrible. You know nothing about hockey. What a bad play that was. Terrible. (laughs) Terrible. You should do better next time. Yeah. No, that's an amazing job, Chris. Congratulations. Uh, 18 and one. Uh, great night for uh, Chris Otto with his plays. And he's high volume like me. So we're cut from the same cloth uh, in that regard. We're both uh, high volume uh, bet, uh, bettors, especially when it comes to hockey. So great stuff uh, from Chris Otto. 18 and one. Great bet cast last night. Great turnout. We had some new faces as well. We had eight or nine people in there at one point. So uh, thanks to everyone for joining us last night on the uh, BetCast. And we'll be doing it again, like I said, every Tuesday night, uh, rest of the season. Great timing to have. uh, It looks like Andrew's joining us right now. Great timing because we're getting into the Wednesday card. We'll start with the uh, Buffalo Sabres and the Toronto Maple Leafs. We've got uh, Toronto minus 370, uh, home favorite, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Obviously, we've got the uh, Leafs. Uh, playing better again. They've won a couple in a, three in a row. In fact, Minnesota, uh, Detroit, and Washington after that little three-game slide. Now do they keep it going here tonight against the uh, Buffalo Sabres? We know Buffalo's not very good. They've lost six in a row. They've struggled. 
Um, they've certainly not rolled over, though. I mean, the St. Louis game, it was an admirable effort on the road, tough place to win. Blues have a terrific home record, and Saint, they pushed St. Louis pretty good in that game, ended up 5-3, the final score. Uh, even the Dallas-Buffalo game, I mean, the Dallas Stars need points right now to try to get into the playoffs, and it was a competitive effort, even in defeat for the uh, Buffalo Sabres in that game. Um, for Toronto here, you look at what they've been through, right? A huge game against Minnesota to get off the losing streak. They won that wild, emotional roller coaster ride. It was crazy. It was like Montreal Winnipeg from Saturday night was that Toronto Detroit game. Uh, 10 7 final score, football score. Crazy game that ended up being. And then last game, kind of a back and forth game against the Washington Capitals. They find a way to win, and now you're back home. It feels like a spot that stinks to be quite honest with you, for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. The question is, are the Buffalo Sabres good enough to capitalize on that? You know, I don't hate some of the looks in the chat. Um, I kind of lean in that direction with Jeffrey. Some people liking maybe Buffalo to score in the first period, which is over a half a goal, minus 120, or Buffalo first period. Maybe they take Toronto by surprise. This feels like the St. Louis game at home for the Leafs a little bit. They're off a couple of big wins. They're back home off the road. And I remember that first period against the Blues, they were down 2-1. to one. Uh, in the opening period, after the opening period, it kind of feels like that could be the case here tonight. That maybe uh, they're not quite sharp in the opening part of the game. It's one of those spots like with the Islanders last night. Yeah, the Islanders could put up a fight for a while against Colorado, but Colorado took over and won. Kind of feels like we might see this in Buffalo, Toronto tonight. Buffalo might actually have the better of it early in the game, but do we trust the Sabres through 60 minutes, you know, when the Leafs eventually wake up? which could happen like Colorado did last night, like Tampa Bay did last night. Do we trust Buffalo to actually win the hockey game? No. I think if you like Buffalo, and I think it's it's not a bad situational look there, Buffalo first period or maybe to score in the first period. You know what I'm on from a prop standpoint in this game for Buffalo? You know, Tage Thompson, that's who. Uh, we keep on cashing the goal score prop with Tage Thompson. We're going to keep on betting it at this point in time. The guy's been terrific. Uh, for the uh, Buffalo Sabres, uh, playing with extreme confidence. And that top line is the one line that's given you something offensively for the uh, Buffalo Sabres right now. Thompson with Tuck and Skinner for this Buffalo team have been terrific on that uh, top line. Uh, you look at Thompson, the last five games, he's got six goals in those games, and he scored a goal in four of the last five games. He's been a shots-on-goal dynamo the last two games. He had eight shots in both the games against St. Louis and Dallas. So you could go over shots. You could go to score a goal. Hell, you could even go with over points, although the last few games that he scored, that's all he's done. He scored the one goal and just gotten the one point. So I like the goal score prop with Tage Thompson uh, more than anything else, and you're still getting pretty good prices with him to find the back of the net. You know, upwards of plus 175, plus 180. Good prices here for uh, Tage Thompson, anytime goal scorer. A couple books actually close to plus 200 as well. So uh, very much going to ride that. Uh, lean to the full game over as well, six and a half over series history with these two teams. It's just Buffalo and Toronto seem to play crazy games. Uh, we saw 5-4 earlier this year. We saw 5-2 last year, 5-3, 6-4. You know, lots and lots of goals uh, galore with Buffalo against Toronto head to head. So it's hard to look any other way, but over with the full game for me, Alex, what do you think here? Sabres Leafs. Yeah. Of the four games. And that's the one I, I care about the least. Honestly, I don't like anything here, especially when you look at Toronto, they finally got things around in the form. One of the last three games, Buffalo's has been in a tailspin, giving up goals and bunches. So you wonder, like I said, this could be a, a iffy spot for Toronto. They may not start off, you know, with the hottest run, especially like I said, playing a, a weaker team like Buffalo. But 
you know, at the same time, they can kind of stumble out of the gate, play halfway decent, and get two goals in the first period. So I don't want anything to do with Buffalo right now. Don't want anything to do with Toronto at these high prices. You even have to lay a, a price of $1.25 for four and a half on the team total. So maybe if you're looking for something, try to get something adjusted in game. Uh, I haven't really done that with team totals too often, but if I had to play something in, in this contest, that would probably be Toronto over uh, team total live and see if I can get that knocked down at three and a half and lay a bit, a little bit better of a price. But other than that, I'm staying away from it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's one of those uh, games. And uh, Michael Bunting, again, on the road, cashed a goal scorer prop the other night. Not tonight, though, because a lot of his – he definitely could score tonight. Wouldn't surprise me. But a lot of his goals, part of the reasoning was taking him was been he's been scoring on the road like crazy. Uh, not that he can't score on home ice, but most of his goals for Bunting lately have been uh, on the uh, road for sure. Uh, we'll see if uh, the uh, home – uh, scoring can uh, occur tonight for him in this game uh, should be interesting because this is I've seen so, we've seen enough of this Leafs team where this feels like that one spot here where and Buffalo does give them a headache in a lot of games it seems like Buffalo does show up to play the Leafs and always plays them tough we'll see if that continues tonight uh, Andrew welcome in what do you think Buffalo Toronto good to be here guys uh, a big shout out to everybody that watched the betcast last night um, always a good time, uh, besides when my Montreal Canadiens lose. And uh, I'd say that was probably the, the most least focused I've been on the betcast, but probably the most entertaining I've been because I was losing my shit in real time while you guys were, uh, while I was on there with you guys. So, um, yeah, and unlike Terry Edelman, you don't mute yourself to hide the reaction and the emotion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. come on, Terry, you got to be better than that next time. No <laughs> but muting yourself when there's a goal in a Minnesota game, whether it's a Minnesota goal or the other team. We got to hear the emotion, the natural yeah. reaction. Come on, we want to hear you. Yeah, you heard me getting excited and you heard me getting pissed. That's for sure. Yesterday, so even when there's a penalty called against the Habs, I'm not happy. But uh, yeah, in this game, guys, um, you know, I can't believe I'm really saying this, but uh, after diving into it. I've actually landed on the under in this one, under six and a half. You know, I think that um, with how many sloppy games we've seen from the Maple Leafs so far in the past little while and throwing that 10-7 game that some people are kind of putting a line through, I'm not. Uh, it's a game that you kind of, you you want to have in your mind and you want to get it out of the way. And what I mean by that is you need to have a really good defensive performance uh, sometime soon. And this Buffalo team that couldn't score against the four of us I think that's a good team to do it against, you know. Um, their top line is great, and Buffalo is a great uh, prop team, you know, for shots on goal with Thompson or Alex Tuck. Um, but other than that, I think we could see a fatigue start from the from the Leafs, one of those letdown spots like I've been preaching. And, you know, I think worst-case scenario, 4-2 Leafs maybe, 3-1 Leafs. I think this might be uh, a, a statement game as far as the Leafs go, goaltending-wise. Def- defensively as well. I mean, one of the reasons why I love the Carolina Hurricanes so much to win the Eastern Conference or the Stanley Cup in general is their defense. Even the Pittsburgh Penguins, they have the ability to win games that are low scoring. The Leafs have proven that on a small scale this year, but they want to get back into that. It's been some suspect goaltending, a little bit of bad defense, but uh, there's no doubt from any of us about how talented their offense is. They need a good defensive performance and a good goaltending game. And I think tonight we get it. Peter Mrazek, Craig Anderson, uh, I'll, I'll hope for a low-scoring game here. Yeah, under. Uh, Mrazek has played better lately. And 
Uh, I never thought I'd say this, but Craig Anderson's been actually better than Tokarski. Uh, Tokarski's really had a tough time the last few starts he's had, and he's actually been uh, a little bit better, uh, Anderson, uh, than uh, Tokarski. And, of course, you'll see the old veteran in net here tonight for the Sabres. Jimmy, what do you think here, Sabres and Leafs? Well, one thing I'll say here, guys, it just, uh, you know, in terms of Morazic there and in the, in the game and where this Leafs team is headed, the fact that Morazic is getting so many starts in a row here and coming back and they're going to him tonight, considering he didn't exactly play that great the other night, I thought he was solid, but he wasn't anything special. He didn't do anything to steal the game. That doesn't say a lot of good things about Jack Campbell and where this is headed right now. And I'm really starting to think that we got to start to watch the Leafs as a candidate for Marc-Andre Fleury if Flurry's willing to do it because how, how do they do it, Jimmy? Like I, I don't know, but I mean, they've clearly, and, and look, I hope that Jack Campbell can find his way and find himself, but he is in the dumps right now, man. He's saying, you look at those quotes and you look it's at it's called Barry Muzzin in the LTIR. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. free up some space. Exactly. And you look at what Keith's saying. I mean, they, they're all saying it's mental and that's not a good thing when you're a goalie. Uh, so he, he may need, to just go down to the Marlies for a while on a condition assignment or something. He needs to find himself and the, the Leafs don't have time for him to do that. So keep an eye on that. That I think their goalie situation could change real fast, maybe even by the end of the week in Toronto. But as for this game, you know, Andrew, it's funny. I just, uh, I was thinking the same thing. I'm going to go with you on that under. I, I like it. Uh, it it's just, it, it, because it, it doesn't make sense. It makes sense to me. I don't know if that, <laughs> just with these two teams, you would always think over, but I, I yeah. agree with you. Maybe maybe for everything we just discussed and everything I just said, you know, Toronto knows they need to tighten it up in front of their goalie until they have a guy back there. They know they can depend on for the big save. So I think they're thinking a little more defensively right now and maybe taking less chances than they usually would. Hmm. Let's do it, Jimmy. Yeah. All right. Like in the under as well. Uh, yeah. Series history is over for sure with these teams. But, you know, you do the Leafs focus definitely uh, coming into this game is trying to be better defensively. I thought they actually tried to play that way against Washington as well. Uh, even though Washington scored a few, which were a couple of bad breaks though. There was a, there was a, you know, deflection goal on one. Uh, but yeah, obviously they're still trying to, you know, remove the, uh, the scar defensive scars of that 10, seven game, which again, a lot of those Detroit goals in the third period were bounces uh, some, you know, good puck luck, good puck fortune, if you will, for the red wings. Uh, but still, uh, obviously when you give up seven, you're not pleased. Uh, we'll see how the Leafs fare at the defensive end of the ice. Yes, Nicholas Lee, you joined us. Thank you for joining us on the BetCast last night. Uh, you couldn't stay around too long, but he had a gut feel on the under in the uh, Wild and the Flames at six and a half, and uh, it got there. Five uh, one. I mean, I wouldn't have. Exp- you would have said Calgary scores five. That game probably you would think go over the total with Minnesota at home, but uh, just not a very good night from the uh, Minnesota Wild. So congrats on that with the uh, uh, call there, Nick, on the uh, under. Uh, in that uh, Minnesota-Calgary game uh, last night. All right, St. Louis Blues, New York Rangers, first half of a uh, TNT uh, national TV doubleheader tonight. Blues and Rangers, we've got Rangers minus 110 uh, home favorites. It's pretty much an even money, actually, both sides. Some books have actually moved a little bit to the Blues as a slight road favorite here uh, in this game. Five and a half the total. So this one is a little bit difficult here. Blues are absolutely playing great hockey. You know, uh, you know they have been uh, eight and one their last nine games. They're absolutely uh, on fire at the moment. Uh, but you look at the Rangers now coming off the game against Vancouver, where after the first period where they played pretty well, uh, they did not play well after that. Uh, the the New York Rangers. So uh, definitely concerns about 
uh, them now uh, bringing a really strong effort tonight. You know, after back-to-back losses over the weekend, the Pittsburgh game, they got shut out one nothing by Tristan Jari uh, and the Penguins. Uh, lose 5-2 to the uh, New York, uh, to the Vancouver Canucks Sunday night with Alexander Georgiev uh, in that. I hate to say this about the Rangers, but we're starting to see now proof positive how much Igor Shosturkin, you know, shines up some of the blemishes uh, on this New York Rangers team. I mean, it's just the one game he doesn't start, Georgiev in net against Vancouver, and they lose 5-2. And they're going to have to work on, you know, the, the shot suppression because there are too many games where I'm seeing these 32s, 36s, 37s, 42 in terms of shots they allow uh, to the opponents. So it's definitely something the Rangers got to work on a little bit. And everybody will tell you in terms of expected goals and Corsi and puck possession and all of these key advanced numbers that number people will look at when it comes to NHL betting, a lot of these people aren't impressed with the Rangers in a lot of those statistical categories. So let's see if they can continue to work on that tonight, but it's obviously not going to be easy. Like I said, the Blues have won four straight, uh, six and one, not eight and one, by the way, six and one they are uh, in their last uh, seven games. They've played good hockey, no question about that. Uh, you know, the Rangers offensively have dried up a little bit. Uh, it's good to see Lafreniere score. Uh, obviously, there's people starting to, people are way too quick to be using the B word, though on Alexi Lafreniere. And you know what word I'm talking about? Bust. Come on. I mean, it's just, it's too soon to say that uh, right now. He's on a good team, right? That's the thing that that bugs me is like uh, players that, you know, end up on good teams like that. You you don't stand out as much. Put Lafreniere on the, on the Coyotes and call him a bust to me. You know what I mean? All of a sudden he wouldn't be a bust anymore. He'd probably have 10 more goals on the season. Right. Yeah. The Rangers do have a depth of talent up front, you know, and it puts, Lafreniere in a position where he doesn't have to dominate every night. He, you know, he can work at his own pace to become a better, more consistent NHL player. You know, he doesn't have to show if you want to, if we get to probably the end of next year and he's putting up kind of the numbers we're seeing right now, then I'd get concerned that maybe we're just not going to see that progression to that, you know, dominant superstar level that people thought for him. Uh, But it's too soon to say that right now. Uh, this is, a, like I said, a very, very tough game because the Blues are rolling. I'm not sure I want to go against them at the moment, especially with Huso in net. Billy Huso confirmed in net for the Blues. We know he has been very good uh, for the uh, St. Louis Blues. He's getting just as many starts, if not more, than uh, Jordan Binnington at the moment because of how well he's played. But for the Rangers, it really does feel like we get their best effort tonight. Back-to-back losses over the weekend. They've been off since uh, Sunday now, two days at home, no travel, practice time. Feels like a Rangers spot. I lean Rangers, to be quite honest. I'd, I'd take the Rangers here before St. Louis. I really think it's a good situational spot for them with probably Shesterkin back in net, which, oddly enough, guys, hasn't been confirmed yet. You would think by now it would be, but we have not gotten full confirmation Shesterkin's the guy tonight, but certainly would expect him to be in net. Lean Rangers don't love the game either way, and certainly a five-and-a-half with Shesterkin, that's never an... <laughs> I mean, the, the under-run with Shesterkin is pretty remarkable at this point in time with how many unders have we've seen cash for the New York Rangers with him uh, in net and understandable uh, because of how good uh, he has been all season long. But you saw one, nothing game four one two one three two two one. Those are the scores in the last five starts with Shesterk and all of them unders. Uh, so it's difficult to bet an over with him in net. I will bet Pavel Buchner. We talked about this on the bet cast. We love these spots where it's the former player going 
back home to face his old team for the first time. And that's Pavel Buchnevich tonight for the St. Louis Blues facing his former team, the New York Rangers. Uh, we like him to get on the scoreboard and score a goal tonight. Absolutely. So uh, Pavel Buchnevich at a very good price here, plus 250 in that range to score a goal. And it doesn't hurt his cause that he had one of his better offensive games against Chicago, scored a goal, uh, three shots on goal. Uh, in that game against the Blackhawks. I think he can find the back of the net tonight here against his former team. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Blues and Rangers. Yeah, I'm staying away from the side altogether in this one. You mentioned, you know, this is definitely a spot where the Rangers need to come up big after uh, some, you know, bad back-to-back losses. But they're taking on a St. Louis team that's been playing really well. He said one four in a row, six of the last seven. But also look at their record in Madison Square Garden, 10-4 to the last 14 meetings. So uh, going back uh, for a, a few years now, uh, they've been playing very well whenever they visit Madison Square Garden. And like you said, the goaltending matchup is pretty much a wash. If it is, Shesterkin and that, obviously, Rangers are a much better team with him between the pipes. But Billy Huso has been one of the best, if not the best, backup in the league uh, right now. He's you know, pretty much transition almost into that, that starter role, especially. And uh, this just feels like it'd be a back and forth game. I like the first period over one and a half here. I uh, laid a dollar 15 with that. And then this feels like where if we do see a one, one game after 20, come right back and bet that live under, like you said, uh, Shesterkin really tightens things up that this team tends to tighten it up a little bit. So I don't see it to be a runaway game throughout the entire 60 minutes, but I think we'll see at least a couple of goals here in the first 20. All right, there we go. Like in the uh, over in the uh, first period. Um, I don't want to go crazy with goal score props and what I think could be an under game, but Braden Shen's also a consideration. I've mentioned him a couple of times uh, for the uh, Blues, and he's definitely been good lately. A goal in three of the last four games uh, and goals in four of the last six games for the uh, St. Louis Blues. Uh, Andrew, Blues Rangers. Well, it's definitely, excuse me, the game of the night to me. I mean, it's going to be a great game to watch. I look forward to it. Uh, this is one that, you know, I told you guys before, sometimes if I find myself searching for too much stuff, too much information and trying to find the right play, then it, it's probably going to be one that I might stay away from. But um, I haven't made a bet on this one yet, so I'll keep it short and sweet here. It's hard to argue with the um, with the with the goaltending from both these teams. I think Igor has just been outstanding. I told you guys this months ago that uh, he's underappreciated and we're finally starting to see you know, people realize what the Rangers are is a lot of it to do with him and, you know, how great he's been. But Huso uh, has been good as well. Um, you know, I think it's tale to different tapes, though. I think we got one team, two losses in a row, one team playing their eighth game in a row in a different building uh, off several wins. I think the home team can pull it off, guys. This feels like from a spot standpoint, very it's that's a good one for the Rangers. We'll see if they can uh, take advantage of it uh, tonight. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? St. Louis, New York. Yeah, kind of same feeling, guys. I mean, how you just got to look at this with uh, the way Shesterkin's playing right now. I mean, this guy is a hard trophy cannon in my eyes, and uh, you, you can't. It's hard to go over even when it's five and a half. So I'm on the other way, taking the under like you guys. Uh, I can see what Alex is saying with the first period. I think that's a smart one there. But overall, I'm going to stick with the under five and a half total. And I'm with you. Ian. You got to jump on Bucinavich. I mean, you're going to do a actually take it even a step further. Give me two goals uh, wow. from him tonight, two or more. Yeah, two or more. Usually, usually you can get like plus 1,400 or 1,500. Yeah, I'm looking at plus 1,200 right now. Yeah. Yeah. Usually in the 12, 14, 15 range to one uh, odds for a. Uh, 
player to score two at least two goals uh, in a game. So a little bit of a bargain bin shopper tonight, Jimmy Murphy with Pavel Buchnevich. <laughs> see if he can uh, find the back of the net a couple of times tonight. Uh, all right, we'll see if the uh, LA Kings can find the back of the net once tonight because that is something they were not able to do. Uh, in their last game against the Boston Bruins, they take on Dallas. Uh, Dallas minus one forty home favorites, uh, five and a half the total uh, in this one. It's just hilarious to see on Twitter reaction after the Kings Bruins game that in a game where Jonathan Quick was utter horse shit. That's all there. That's the only thing he can say about it. He was absolutely pathetic, uh, and that's a shame because he's had a great season. He's had a really great season, but that was not a good game at all for him. Terrible. I mean, the DeBrusque first goal couldn't have gone in. Shouldn't have gone in. Second goal was just as bad. It was a really rough night in net uh, for Jonathan Quick, uh, and he got pulled eventually. Now the Kings weren't great, uh, but you know you just cannot put yourself down two nothing with that that weak goaltending, uh, goaltending that subpar, uh, and that's what happened to the Kings, and uh, they couldn't get out of it. And credit Boston for playing a very good road game that night, and eventually it got away from them. Kings were in a good groove, and you can sense when you're a team that's playing well and winning games and things start to go against you in a game, it's very difficult sometimes to flip that switch and get the train back on the tracks. And I think we saw that from the Kings uh, Monday night uh, in that game against the uh, Boston Bruins. And uh, keep in mind, Todd McClellan also battling COVID, wasn't on the bench. And I don't know if that threw them for a loop or uh, if that was something that negatively impacted them in that game, but certainly that uh, doesn't help. Uh, that's for sure. But obviously an ugly game, but I like the quotes I follow. We're upset. That's a loss we don't want to lose that big. We need to look ourselves in the mirror, learn from our mistakes. It was a good run, uh, but we have to come back tomorrow and be ready uh, for that next game. So that's good. I mean, you don't say, hey, we've had a great run. We, I, 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 Sometimes when it's a great run and you have that kind of loss, you hear the team say, oh, but we've still won a bunch of games. There's nothing to worry about. No, that was an angry locker room. That was an angry dressing room for the Kings uh, after that game against the uh, Boston Bruins here. Uh, and um, you look at their record, 6-1. and one, this season, after a loss of three goals or more, they've been good off bad performances. Uh, I think they bounce back here. I don't like Dallas laying minus 140 against anybody, to be quite honest with you, in this league, especially a Kings team that's played uh, some better hockey uh, as of late. I'm w- willing to give them a mulligan for that game. Let's not forget they've actually figured out how to win on the road, this Kings team. Six straight road wins uh, coming into this game. Start of a road trip. The focus is there. They just got their ass kicked. They got Columbus next up, which won't be an easy game. Then they go to Buffalo, which they should win that. But um, this is a road trip that you need to start off on the right foot. You've had a good run, but you just got knocked down a peg or two more than that with the way they played against Boston. And here's your chance to respond here in the correct fashion against a Dallas team that, look, let's be honest with Dallas. Look at the schedule here the last few games with a 3-2 and two mark. They barely beat Chicago in a shootout, one nothing. They lost to Arizona. Uh, they barely beat struggling Winnipeg at the time, 3-2 in overtime. Uh, they lost in a shootout to Nashville, 2-1. That 4-2 game against Dallas, they got out, or against Buffalo, they got outplayed, 40-31. to uh, If not for Ottinger uh, in net, Sabres are right there with a chance to win that game. They actually carried it against the Stars, carried the game uh, against the Stars Sunday afternoon. This is, a, this is an L.A. Kings team, and I mentioned it on the BetCast last night. I'd be looking at the Kings in this spot at this price LA for me plus 120. And again, if you look like, like Kings props like I do in this game, same props, same guys. Kempe to score a goal, Kempe over shots. That keeps on cashing. I follow has been a good over shots on goal prop. 
Dowdy continues to be a guy that goes over his shots on goal more often than not. So that same group of players, Kopitar even has started to shoot a little bit more. So you could even look with him shots on goal. But one thing about Dallas is as good as Ottinger's played, you know, you're seeing them give up 47, 34, uh, 30, 26 uh, in some of these recent games, the stars in terms of shots on goal. Uh, It's not a good trajectory for them. So uh, they might give up some shots tonight, which makes those shots on goal prop uh, opportunities for the Kings even more appealing. Alex, what do you think here? L.A. Dallas. Yeah, I'm thinking the same way. I'm only would we'll be looking at L.A. Kings here. They had to make my card officially, but that's a, a strong lean. Even though I know Dallas, they've played very well at home, won four of their last five. Like I said, still don't feel comfortable enough laying a dollar forty with them. I think the Kings are able to bounce back off of a, a what was a really tough game against Boston. Uh, it should be able to, if they can get pace of the game early, they can keep control throughout. They should be able to find a way to get a win here. Wouldn't play in a regulation that, cause this could definitely be a game that, uh, ends up being kind of tight and goes to overtime. So play it just a straight up money line with the LA Kings. Could get a better price on the double chance with LA. I might go that route. Cause two yeah. of the last four head to head meetings have gone to overtime with the uh, stars and the Kings. So yeah, I think it's probably a one goal game, close game, obviously. I mean, obviously, it, it, even though I think LA can win the game, I don't expect them to go in there and, and route Dallas. It'll probably be a very close game. Neither team really is good at gain, gaining separation in a lot of their uh, instances. So uh, definitely. And Kempe rich says it. Kempe's seven goals. Uh, last month were scored in their five road games. Yeah, the road warrior performance. Look, the Kings have won six straight on the road as a team, and Kempe has scored in a majority of those road games. So he's the number one target for me from a goal scorer prop standpoint uh, with L.A. tonight. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here, L.A. Dallas? I'll tell you what. I was planning on fading L.A. a lot this week, but I don't love it as much since they're off that you know game where they got their asses kicked. That's just the you know that's the fact here. One of those losses um, I, that you sometimes snaps you back the next game and you're pretty yeah. pissed off and you play with it, that play with yeah, that bigger. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And, you know, some people might be on the opposite end of, of us thinking like that and, and think, oh, you're making too big of a deal out of it. But uh, I still might play Dallas, to be honest with you. I think Dallas is better than people think they are. And I think the Kings are a good team, but they did have a light schedule last week, guys. Um, but Again, I just hate the fact that, you know, the more I think about this game, the more I kind of think five and a half could go over here because I think that the Kings are, you know, they're not going to be able to just snap out of it and all of a sudden play a great defensive game after allowing seven goals. They're going to score some themselves, but I think Dallas will get it going at home too. So I lean towards Dallas, but I I also kind of like the over. So um, obviously, as you can tell, I'm kind of mumble jumbled here because I I don't like the fact that LA is off that massive loss, but Maybe in, instead of you know playing the side, I'll end up just taking the over expecting goals from uh, from both teams. So, um, what do you guys think about that? Any argument? Well, LA has been more of a over team the last ten games, eight and two um, to the over. Uh, I actually did cash a small un- over bet with Dallas against Buffalo as well on the weekend, and it ended four uh, two in that game. And of course, all you need is uh, six goals. That snapped a six game under streak for the uh, Buffalo Sabers. Uh, the under's been pretty heavy in this series. Four of the last five have gone under, um, but five and a half, and the Kings are trending over. So I, I don't hate it. I'm, it's not something I'm yeah. probably going to bet, but I don't hate it uh, over yeah. five and a half here. Uh, eight and two to the over, like I said, with the Kings here uh, in their last 10 games. Jimmy, what do you think here? Kings and Stars. This is a Jimmy pass for me, guys. I, I, just a tough one for me to figure out right now. I, I, you know, I might dabble in some props on it, looking at Tyler Sagan maybe for a goal prop. One goal, you can get some pretty good value. 
he's been picking up his game as of the last three games. Uh, so that's that's it for now. But it might be something I jive in uh, live. Yeah, definitely something to uh, look at uh, live. That's not two Alex's you see on the screen. It's just a. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Just to, uh, I kicked out, so it's still yeah. still logged in for some reason. Yeah, that's it. So uh, there we go. Uh, we'll see if we can. Uh, there we go. I was gonna say. There we go. Now we got one. One Alex is plenty. Alex is yeah. even plenty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. All right. So that. Um, I think that's all I was going to say. Was I going to say something else? No. Oh, just we don't know who the goalie's going to be yet for L.A. We yep. haven't gotten a con- confirmation yet. I would think it's quick just to give him a chance to rebound because he's really had a good season. That was a really bad game for him. Give him a chance to rebound. But you can't argue with Cal Peterson's numbers on the road, as uh, someone in our chat points out. Yeah, I mean, he's been terrific on the road. He's been ter- pretty good overall uh, as well for the uh, Kings and uh you could see them going to Peterson as well. So we'll see where, what ends up happening. I like LA either way, by the way. It's not going to be one of those bets for me that's contingent upon who's going to be in net tonight for the uh, LA Kings. I'm going to be on the uh, Kings side regardless of who ends up being the uh, goaltender in this one. Uh, all right, we've got Nashville and St. Louis. Or it's not Nashville and St. Louis. Nashville and Seattle uh, in the uh, final game here uh, on this Wednesday slate. This is the second game on uh, TNT tonight. Uh, they probably wanted a little bit better uh, game than this, but uh, we'll have to wait and see how it goes. Nashville minus 180, road favorites, five and a half the total. So I am very tempted to take Seattle in this game. Very, very, very tempted. But, I mean, Seattle can do things right like they did against San Jose and still lose. I mean, they did so many good things in that game. They were all over the Sharks, dominant, in the offensive zone, chances galore. Couldn't beat James Reimer early in that game. And it seemed like Seattle, or San Jose would come down the ice after all the Seattle pressure and find a way to score. And sure enough, San Jose wins 3-1. to one. But Seattle did so much good in that game uh, against San Jose. 40-24, to 24, they carried the play. Uh, Dave Haxtall looked exasperated after the game saying, you know what, we did a lot of good things. How am I going to go into the dressing room, he says, and criticize my guys for this tonight? even though we lost again. We did a lot of great things in this game against San Jose. We carried the play. We were all over the offensive zone for a majority of that hockey game. And unfortunately, we weren't rewarded for our effort and our work level, he said, uh, in that game. And that's been a lot for Seattle lately because they've actually had some decent efforts time to time. Yeah, they're outmanned. Yeah, they're on a tough seven-game losing streak right now, but they showed you a little uh, in that game. And it's kind of like with Nashville tonight here in Seattle – we got to worry about it. What we worried about with Tampa Bay last night against Ottawa. You know, that was the big outdoor game. They hosted it. Now they lost the game. Tampa won the game. So maybe it was a greater hangover for Tampa because they won the game. They're on the road partying in Nashville. Nashville's always, you know, at home in Nashville. They know the entertainment scene. Maybe they're not going out after that uh, outdoor game after a loss. So maybe it's not as big of a factor. But, you know, you're still coming off the pomp and circumstance of hosting uh, an outdoor game for the first time uh nashville they've been in one but it was the first time they've hosted one uh on the weekend and now they're going on the road and facing a seattle team that look they're still losing games but boy they're at least showing you some life they're showing you some signs of improved play uh, as a team and we saw it in that san jose game unfortunately they just had another loss to show for it and they deserved a lot better uh in that game so this might be Seattle first period here for me. Maybe an early good start for them. Because just like with these inferior teams, do you trust them to win the game over 60 minutes? Uh, I really don't, personally. 
Uh, I don't trust them to win the game over 60 minutes. Uh, but early in the game, could they pounce on Nashville coming off the outdoor game, uh, coming off a little bit of confidence feeling we liked a lot of things about our game against San Jose, even though we didn't get the result we wanted. So this might be a small little flyer for me on Seattle plus 140 first period. Maybe they could uh, jump on Nashville in the first 20 minutes. Other than that, I'm probably not going to do a whole heck of a lot. Uh, with this game from a betting perspective. Alex, what do you think here? Nashville, Seattle. Yeah, I love this first period over here tonight. You got Seattle on an eight-game streak going over in the first period. Like that's mostly due to the teams they've been playing against. And this is a Nashville a spot where, yeah, it could be kind of a maybe a slower a start, but I think it's going to be more of the opposite. I think we're actually going to see them come out with some pace and some tempo because of the fact, like you said, getting caught up in the pomp and circumstance of being in an outdoor game, like you said, furthermore, hosting it. Uh, and end up losing that. Sometimes that can kind of, uh, you know, you know, kind of drag you down a little bit. But you get to hit the road and, and hit a, a West Coast road trip at that, you know, to start. Uh, I think Nashville is going to be a little bit more into the, into focus, a little bit more in this game. Seattle could have some chances going back and forth as well. So I like the first period over. You're only laying a dollar twenty. That's a great price considering the run Seattle's had with that lately about Seattle is even though they lost the game, they did find the back of the net. Uh, in the first period uh, against uh, San Jose. Uh, something to consider here uh, in this one. Of course, for Seattle, unfortunately, like they could give up a lesser amount of shots and chances, and yet somehow they still give up goals. It's just been that kind of year. The team defense, it's just they could do a lot of the right things, and still the puck ends up in the back of their net. They're fishing it out of the back of their net, and that's been kind of their season. The team defense hasn't played the way we thought it would. Uh, Chris Drieger and uh, specifically Philip Grubauer haven't played as well, although Grubauer has been better lately. We do have to acknowledge Grubauer has been better lately, but it's going to be Chris Drieger confirmed in net tonight for the Seattle uh, Kraken. And, uh, you know, he's a guy that hasn't been getting as many starts lately because Grubauer's played a little bit better. We haven't seen uh, Drieger since uh, the Vancouver game, February 21st. Gave up four goals. Before that against Toronto, gave up three. Uh, Anaheim gave up three. Boston gave up three February 1st. So that's four straight starts, three goals or more uh, allowed uh, for Chris Drieger. So it's the one thing that does concern you a little bit is that, you know, Seattle could outplay Nashville and yet find themselves in the first period and yet find themselves uh, trailing potentially early because, uh, you know, somehow, some way they give up just eight shots or six shots in a period and yet here's the other team scoring a goal or two. Uh, that's the uh, way it's gone for the Kraken this year. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here? Nashville, Seattle. I'm on the over five and a half in this game. You know, I think uh, I, I've talked about Seattle and how they've, they're just going to fly under their projected win total and they've underachieved this year. We all think, but uh, they, you know, they can trade goals. I think with this Nashville team. And I was talking to someone earlier uh, today about this Nashville team and where they sit in the Western conference and, kind of the capability they have, um, you know, good goaltending as well, but sometimes they just get caught up in these track meet games. And I just have a feeling we might see them kind of take Seattle a little bit lightly out the gate, see Seattle get a couple themselves and then Nashville kind of um, fight back or, or kind of take over the game as the game progresses. So at minus 180, I wouldn't lay it with the Preds. I think we get over five and a half here. Both teams to score first period might be something to consider as well. We did see it in the Seattle San Jose game, right? Both teams to score and you're actually getting better than the average price of that lately that I've seen has been plus 130 plus 140, sometimes plus 150. You're getting plus 170 uh in this one with the both teams to score in the first period. I could see that because look, Seattle 
really did. I mean, they had a ton of chances. The first period, what did they outshoot San Jose? Like 19 to 6 or 21 to 6 it was. And they did score a goal, but they probably could have scored a lot more than they did. And they're always a risk to give up one uh, in the opening period with their, you know, the defense and the goaltending has just not been necessarily as good this year as we all thought. So that first period, both teams plus 170. Uh, that's staring at me. I might, I might get in on that. What do you think, Jimmy? Nashville, Seattle. Yeah, guys. I mean, I'm just looking at this game right now, and it's a, it's a tough one again to figure out here. But I'm liking Seattle here. I like the way they've been playing as of late. They they just they're in games more, and they're just the competition's better from them. And I like to say, like I watched them closely last week when they played the Bruins, and I thought it was a, a really good game against a Bruins team that was just starting to really pick up their game and and play the hockey we saw them play for that streak until last night. So uh, I'm going to go with the underdog here. All right, there we go. Liking the Seattle here, uh, picking it up. They did. That was what, a terrific game against, I know they lost 3-1, but territorially, possession-wise, the flow of play, that was as good as we've seen from Seattle uh, in a long time. We'll see if they can at least carry some, you know, a mental, uh, or sorry, a moral victory of sorts in that game against San Jose, if they can carry that over. Uh, to this one here tonight against the uh, Nashville Predators. Uh, great stuff here with uh, Jimmy, Andrew, uh, and Alex on this uh, Wednesday edition of the Ice Guys. Uh, we'll get to best bets in just a second. Before we do, a reminder about DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, official sports betting partner of the NBA and NHL. Of course, a uh, great uh, association here with the uh, Hockey Podcast Network as well. A reminder, of course, NBA season is back from the uh, All-Star break, and, and new customers you can get involved uh, with uh, NBA action uh, following the break uh, and bet uh, just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. Uh, it's that simple. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a very big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA and NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN. All right, best bets to wrap up the Wednesday edition of the Ice Guys. Uh, Alex, we'll start with you. Uh, what do you like for best bet? Yeah, let's go back to that Nashville-Seattle uh, late-night game on TNT. We'll go with that first period over. One and a half, land $1.20, no more than $1.25. Seattle's cashed eight first period overs in a row. They're taking on a Nashville team that's gone 18 and five the last 22 games with a goal uh, in the first 10 minutes of play. So we should see a fast start from both teams. Seattle playing better despite being on a seven game losing streak and Nashville looking to kind of to get the bad taste out of mouth after losing that outdoor game at home on Saturday. So we'll go Preds and Kraken first period over is my best bet. All right, there we go. Preds and Kraken over one and a half first period. Uh, best bet for uh, Alex B. Smith. Uh, Andrew, next up, uh, what do you like for best bet? Yeah, I'm going to go with the under in that Leafs game under six and a half Leafs and Sabres. It just kind of uh, it's one of those things kind of like Jimmy said, um, you know, if we didn't dive into it like our job is to do, I think it'd be very easy to say Sabres Leafs sign me up for an over. But I think uh, both teams have to realize that uh, 
you know, the way they've been playing hasn't been, hasn't been great uh, for either of them. They need to play defensively, take care of the puck and take care of their own end. So uh, as much as nobody likes to watch and cheer on and under, I'm going to watch the Leafs game tonight and uh, hope for a goaltending battle. All right, there we go. Toronto Buffalo under six and a half uh, for Andrew with his uh, best bet for this Wednesday night card. Uh, Jimmy, uh, we won't do the best bet cam for Jimmy because there is no cam for Jimmy uh, right now. <laughs> lucky lucky for you. <laughs> <laughs> lucky for everyone watching. Yeah, uh, Jimmy, what do you think for best bet tonight? Uh, I'm, I'm right there with Andrew. Great minds think alike, I hope. So awesome. uh, put, sign me up for that as well. I just, I, I look at it, like I said, just looking at the way, I, I think the way the mentality of the Toronto Maple Leafs right now in this moment is we can't depend on our goalies. So we've got to tighten it up, up the middle and we've got to play within a system. We can't, we can't be the creative team. We usually like to be, and, and that may make for some boring hockey, uh, but it's also could make for a good under here. All right. Good stuff. Buffalo, Toronto under six and a half. I think, uh, look, Andrew actually recommended, uh, didn't make his card, but I think he recommended uh, at least a lean, if not a look toward Edmonton and Philly under the total of six. Don't and remind half. me. Yeah. Don't, remind. Oh, don't tell me you didn't go through with it, man. No, yeah. I didn't. I didn't. No. Oh, I nailed it. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. And there we go. Edmonton, Philly figuring, you know what? That total's just a little too tall. Uh, Oilers are trying to play a little better defensively. Koskinen's in a groove. Hart was in net for Philly, and he's played better lately as well. Uh, and sure enough, three nothing final score. So it it's definitely, definitely one of those things, Jimmy. I've learned to not let it piss me off no. anymore. No, you yeah. know, it's yeah. better to just know that I was right. Back yeah. in the day, I used to be like, "That's why I have to start spraying the board," you know. But it definitely yeah. sucks when you see a game like two nothing and ten minutes to go in a game, <laughs> and and I was on a show like vouching for the under, but it is what yeah. it is. Koskinen yeah. looked like Dwayne Rolison of old there. Yes, he sure did. <laughs> Out of nowhere. I mean, two games in a row, like I said, he's looked like a combination of Bernie Perot, yeah, Patrick Waugh, and Marty Brodeur in their prime. It's insane. What the hell's going on there? I know. Can he do this again? Uh, that's Again, it's a two-game sample size. we got to yeah. see more. I'd hate to be Ken Holland right now. Yeah. I mean, you see, yeah. you're probably looking for a goal, and then you see that, and you're like, well, wait a minute. Pump the brakes, right, yeah. on a flurry or anyone else you're talking about in terms of upgrading. Uh, at the goaltender spot, no doubt. All right, my best bet to wrap things up, L.A. Kings. We're going to hopefully crown the Kings tonight in Big D uh, against the uh, Dallas Stars. Uh, Los Angeles Kings plus 122 is the best price currently uh, available with them. L.A. Kings, road underdog spot after an abomination against Boston. I think we get a much better performance from the Kings who have won six straight on the road Going into this game tonight, we'll see if they can make it seven straight on the highway. Los Angeles Kings plus 122 against Dallas for my best bet. That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, 179 live viewers on YouTube right now. Hit the like button. Uh, on the way out, if you haven't done so already, we appreciate it. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. Uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast whenever you can't watch the show live. For Andrew McGinnis, Alex B. Smith, Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Thursday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.